Hi, I'm Nathan. And I'm Jacob. Have you or someone you loved been bullied? I know I have. <laughs> I, I know I have. <laughs> no, that's that's probably in poor taste <laughs> to do it like that. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome to Rewrites. And we are here today to talk to you about what we think are the best movie bullies in the history of cinema. We made a list, we checked it twice, and we found out who was naughty. Because that's what we're here to do. Check it out. Well, this year's about time to rewrite the shows and movies that have way too many jokes and not quite enough boobies and we'll gladly try and tell you just what we'd improve. So come on down to rewrites and remember that we threw out the idea that we should do a best bullies episode uh because the uh guy from encino man is in my opinion one of the best movie bullies and yeah. that he's one of the most entertaining and most quotable um if you remember he's the guy that says shush <laughs> shush please um and just that one line alone is pretty yeah. incredible uh, and let alone the rest of the lines, which I think when he staples Sean Astin to the wall, says, some of us pump, and some of us slump. And like, uh, you remember that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. He's great. He's he's amazing. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say my, my yeah. first one. Yeah, go ahead. Which is uh, Scott Farkas from yes. A Christmas Story. Yeah. Which is, to me, was the, the epitome. Is that from 1983? 1983. Christmas Story came out in 1983. Yeah, yeah, it's an 80s film. But Scott yeah. Fark- Scott Farkas, the like the fiery red hair and the, yeah. the yellow eyes, that and fucking stuff like, raccoon cap. Oh my gosh, uh, he, terrifying kid. Yeah, that smile that he had, that so evil. Oh my gosh, I thought Stupid he red-haired freckled. Anytime face. I watched that, I that was like a horror scene to yeah. me because he's like he grabs that one kid and he's like say uncle and he's right. like uncle and he's like scream that kid is screaming. Yeah. Like the highest up. pitch scream yeah. where you actually believe Florida that screaming. maybe he was allowed to bully him on set yeah just to make that scene probably work, like method acting those kid actors were good were really um good. his he did other cr- things after that that's probably the most acting he's ever done on screen maybe yeah he might have done a tv show i saw but he was in transformers he's the he's one of the soldiers he's one of the soldiers yeah and uh um, with josh duhamel so you knew. Which I just watched in Win a Date with Tad Hamilton, which is oh, on yeah. HBO now. Go check it out. It's actually terrible. Don't watch that movie. <laughs> Don't watch that movie. Scott Farkas is so like un like he looks like he's either a considerable amount older than them. Oh yeah. Or he just like had a huge growth spurt or something like that. And typically yeah, like that's both of those things are the, are the, the equation of a bully. Exactly. Yeah. If there's a bully in the film. Yeah. And he's a very he's a big obstacle in the film. You yes. will you will know that there will probably be a redemption of the main character beating Absolutely. up or going yeah. after that person. Yeah, they will have some sort of victory. Victory. They exactly. will get their comeuppance. Yeah, and he usually. definitely did. Yeah, and and I think that kind of summarizes a good bully or a good a good yeah. movie bully. Yeah, is that they because this was something you could say that he was the he set the 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 playground. Yeah. For the, he set the for found, the future. He set the foundation exactly um, for the for the tower of bully. Yeah, but yeah, the um, 
but something that I, I had one or two down here and I'll, I'll mention them later that we can kind of discuss because yeah, we can, we can discuss because something I was thinking about was what the difference was between a bully and a villain. And I yeah. do think there is a difference. Yeah. And with some of the ones that I wrote down, it's, the the line's a little gray yeah. on whether or not they're the villain of the film or just an ancillary bully yeah. that, you know, can can be a part of the plot but isn't the entire yeah. plot. So, um, like, a, a Scott Farkas and Christmas Story is just one of, me, uh, one of at least two plot lines that I can think of. It's a very small one compared to him getting the BB gun. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Christmas He's just itself. one element, yeah. Right. Um, he's just kind of a ride-along thing. Yeah. I think, like, a lot of people have somebody in their life or they've encountered someone that has, you know, thrown adversity in their way for for whatever reason or yeah. just kind of been an asshole to them. Like, yeah. there's varying degrees of it. Like, whether or not somebody tripped you on the playground or shoved your face in a puddle mm-hmm. or they just said, like, nice skirt, Emily. Yeah. Huh. Or, like, something like that. Yeah. That's still shitty. And, like, everyone's mm. had people be shitty to them. So, like, the bully is just a... It's the amalgam of everyone's interactions with shitheads. Yeah. You know, in, in varying degrees. Because, you know, sometimes bullies in movies go so over the top. And yeah. like, a, like a Scott I Farkas, definitely, I definitely have... I some, feel like we, he's, a, yeah. he's a normal... He is. He's actually very down-to-earth in the sense that, like... He's a believable I feel bully. Like I, I feel like I had Scott Farkas's in my own life. Oh, yeah. That were just like, hey, you know, hey idiot i definitely had like a Scott threw, threw snowballs at me and like mm-hmm. threatened to kick my ass but never would have in a million years yeah. or like you know whatever kind of thing so what's the, what's one you have on your list so i wrote down i didn't know his name in the movie but it's written as fred o'banion from days and confused it's ben affleck from oh days yeah and confused yeah 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 did yeah. you see that he's that he i definitely saw him on a list yeah. but um yes he is a great bully yeah because he adds the the classic element of the paddle. Yes, right. Which is not utilized a lot, but that's a symbol of it's, hazing. But it, 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 yes, exactly. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head is hazing. Yeah, and so that's that's another thing is I think Ooh. that's such a real like. I'm writing down a list as we go of like elements of what is a bully versus a villain. Sh- sure. Okay. And I think I'm writing down um, hazing. Yeah, because because he's a really good example of that, and example of somebody within like what is kind of like a perceived system of bullying so like in the movie days and confused if you've never seen it um the plot of the movie really is that it's about these high school kids that go to a big party and they find out a lot about their lives and each other in the process yeah. that's the like, best way that i can describe and this is that movie graduation this is after graduation right or well, this is beginning of it's summer right at the end of school i yeah. think it's like right at graduation yeah so maybe they haven't gone through the ceremony yet Right. I got you. So the people that are about to be seniors um, are uh, at their school, and this is, and it takes place in the seventies. It's like an unofficial tradition, right? Yeah. Well, I yeah. think I think you know, in schools and in high schools, certainly like in the seventies and eighties, yes. and maybe even the early nineties, it was this big to do where the seniors would like pick on the freshmen. Yeah. You know, coming in, and you know a. a one of the plot lines of the movie is that, you know, these big guys that are like, you know, foot on the football team and stuff and when you know drinking beers and like, you know, going out to party are also like on the prowl to find freshman guys and uh hit them with paddles and like, I don't know, just fuck with them. Gen- you know, hazing, just general yeah. hazing about yeah. it. 
And Ben Affleck's character in that is really great, first of all, just because he has this perfect douchey look about him and ben affleck's hair in that is amazing if you've never seen because he looks he kind of looks clean cut he's sort of but like he in a way that makes him he's very very from texas yeah right like he just has this like funny really funny look to him like if you've never first of all if you've never seen the movie you should probably oh it's so good it's really good if you love coming 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 of age yeah yeah, exactly it's great party movie you know it's got a lot of funny you know scenes in it it's got early mcconaughey like it it's kind of like the matthew mcconaughey movie almost like because he, he says all right all right all right in that movie right yeah that's the that's where he, it kind of started that's his catchphrase right so i think uh, even though obviously mcconaughey's been in some amazing films and has won Oscars but when you for picture him film, you picture this movie yeah because you believe that's who he is in real life 100%. which it seems like it Probably yeah. is that L I V I N living man. Like I mean, that's yeah. that's from that movie. Yeah. So like, you, if you listen you to gotta... any interview with him, it's like catchphrase after catchphrase of like, and it's from, and that. that's pro- that, and probably just for the fact of being from Texas, because that seems sure. like that's like the stereotype is that everyone has of like course. a a good saying to everything. It's like, oh, yeah. that's a good way of putting that, right? <laughs> I was astute, Mister Texan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, he that that's the ultimate. I think McConaughey movie. Um, if, you, if you have not seen it. But if you haven't, just look up a picture of Ben Affleck from Days and Confused and you'll see his hair and you realize what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and his the way that he acts in the movie is just funny. And yeah. he just seems like so kind of sadistic. And it's a funny version, like his version of that character and that version of a bully is interesting because it's taking something that's almost like sanctioned by tradition, right? Like yeah. the fact that there's this weird tradition, like an unspoken or unwritten one, where we go around and we spank the bottoms of young boys because we're we're fucking seniors now, you know, type of thing. Yeah. And it's like, we do that because we're, you know, ha ha, like it's this manly thing. And there's always going to be one guy that takes it way too far and is just way too into it and enjoys it way too much. And that's Ben Affleck in this movie. Yes. he's He overindulges. He gets way too excited. I think he's the one that says like, squeal like a pig boy. Like he like specifically, you know, does all that shit. Yeah. And... Like we said before, not to spoil the movie if you haven't seen it, but he gets a very good comeuppance uh, in that. But the his performance, though, in that moment, if you've ever seen the movie, like when he, he when he gets his comeuppance, the classic bully comeuppance in the movie, yeah. his performance and his reaction is so good. It's like one of those things where. I almost you get wonder, excited. You get excited, but like, like you're excited for the characters that are, you know, getting back at him. Yeah, but it's also because the whole movie is. Yeah, and he's just him. a dick. Yeah, and like all the other people that are also taking part in it, even yeah. realize that he's being a dick and yeah. everything. So it's almost like he's a bully, but he's also just this fucking weirdo guy that everybody thinks is kind of cringy. And it's a good example of like somebody growing out of being a bully. So like he's a character also that you could tell was probably a bully growing up. And like all through high school and stuff. Oh, and yeah. now that he's a senior, it's like he's acceptable like he, to be a bully. It's like, oh yeah. He's the king. Yeah, it's like now I finally found where it like it's it's like I'm allowed to do this and blah blah blah. And he's overindulging in it. And everyone else who is that age and should also be indulging in this realizes that it's stupid. Yeah. So it's a it's a great example also of a bully kind of or the realization that like bullying is fucking stupid and like why are you doing this yeah from the perspective of people that are kind of taking part in this tradition Mm -hmm. so it's very so it's interesting in that way but it's also his performance when he 
when he gets the pain on him and does all that shit and freaks out and like breaks the paddle over. I think he, he like breaks it on the wall yeah. or something like that and is yelling at the other people that are laughing. Because all the other people that are, are, laughing, are, at are laughing at him, yeah. including the older people. Like they're not and like, he's not used to that. Exactly. So he's the butt of ridicule. What I was getting at and why I brought up his character in that movie is I think low-key that was the best performance of Ben Affleck's career. What? That's a big... <laughs> I know that's a hot take. That's, that's a big hot take. I know that's a hot take, but I'm, I'm telling you... You're excluding uh, Daredevil, I, you I, son I, of a bitch. I am. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am. That, that is... All rats? Yeah. No, it's better than that. And like, he's just... Bill and Ted's... No, fuck me. Yeah, see... You don't, Silent, even know, you don't know shit about Ben Affleck. Silent Bob, Jay uh, and Silent Bob. Yeah, Strike Gone Back. Girl. Forget about it. It's fucking. Dazed I like and Gone Confused. Girl. It's fine. But Dazed and Confused, Ben Affleck. I'm pretty sure he ad libbed that whole performance of him being mad because it's just so good. It almost couldn't have been scripted. Yeah, like that's. It's just pure rage and like just impotent aggression. That's like a. It's that's such a, a good. That's a skill to have. It, it is to be able to play a good. Yeah episode of being angry every time i walk up to that door and i think you're not gonna be there it's gonna be the happiest day of my life well you know i'm over here getting my cheese but you know i'm yeah doing good oh, yeah Hunt. if you couldn't tell i'm reciting the lines of goodwill hunting of which ben affleck won an oscar for his writing of that screenplay that first time that pales in comparison to his performance in days and confused anyway jesus uh yeah so that so that was that was one of mine um what do you got? In 1984, the movie Revenge of the Nerds came out. And yes, I wrote down specifically Ogre. Classic bully. Yeah. Which, if you've ever seen Bloodsport, he's the companion to yes. um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes, he is. Um, he's like the trucker guy. Yeah. Nerds! Um, yeah. Nerds! Yeah. And he's holding that guy. And he's this giant behemoth man. Behemoth. Where he's wearing like a letter jacket. With no sleeves. Yeah. And he looks at the two guys and just screams yeah. at the top of his lugs. Nerds! Yeah, nerds. And is the funniest and they're like looking and the two characters are they're like nerds. looking around. Yeah. And he's like, where? And the guy's like, I think he's talking to us. And the guy he's ogre, who's holding the guy from his ankles over the over the building, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And starts screaming again. And I'm like, he might have he might that, have just caused homicide. Yeah, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, that guy. Because it be looked like it looked like he landed head like definitely head first. Oh, he because he's holding. He, oh, he killed that guy. Yeah. Did you not? <laughs> yes, that's the point. Yeah, everyone that was a man witness. Is dead. Um, but he was a nerd, though. Ogre was so, oh, no yeah, the, the guy. The guy, he, the guy he killed. <laughs> yeah, so he what killed. was his life really worth? Yeah, I know for for real. Yeah. Um, which is such an interesting theme from the '80s is just the 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 element of the nerd, right? I mean, I mean, even before the '80s, that's always been like a theme. But of, as, well, I mean, but obviously those movies really put it to the put it to the forefront. Yeah. Well, that of, that's the whole that's yeah. the whole concept of the film. Yeah. Um, and the nerds get but they, revenge. But Hence they the make name. the nerd the term nerd a little bit more broad, where even weird kids are considered nerds. Yes. Because boogers, I don't is I don't think he's. Con- Who's no, he's just kind of dorky. dorky. Well, I mean, you know, and he's just sort of. I think schlubby. he's the he's, he's my, the coolest. He's my favorite character of the whole. Booger film. is the coolest nerd. But then they ostracize the. Well, I mean, there's also a case that they ostracize the guy for being black. But it's it's mostly oh, because yeah, he's yeah. gay. I think. There's that. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, you could probably make a case for him. Mm. You know, because it's so, the 80s and everything was kind of terrible still as um, far as that goes. But 
Because it's it's interesting that he's that role in a movie about college. Yes, because yeah. it, but a lot I of the movies I wrote down a, is is um, but it is goes, high school or elementary, right. just before college, right? But it but goes, this particular one is definitely it leans it leans towards that hazing thing that we talked about, that yeah. Too how how like you know bullying can turn like institutionalized, mm-hmm. and that's sort of you know where it goes yeah. with him. Like yeah. he's in a frat. It's fun. It was always funny to me, especially in eighties comedies. Or in like Stand By Me, which I, I don't know if you, ri- if you I wrote, wrote that down. one down. You did. I write definitely. That. Okay. Did you write that one down? I didn't, but I knew that was. Yeah, come I definitely. Because uh, that that is a good one. Yeah. As far as classic guys go, but the the nicknames. So like so a guy, it's it's just funny to me to imagine a guy being nicknamed Booger. Oh, I know. And like why that is, but I mean like of him, obviously you understand it, but I it's love fun, that it's actor funny so too. much. He is great. He's in fucking. Risky business in the beginning of Risky Business. He's the guy that yeah, sets he, up Tom Cruise with the prostitute. Yeah, he's he's one of the friends. Yes. Oh wait, wait, wait. Is he? A, he's the friend, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Like that's that blew my mind when I watched that recently. Um, he was a he was but, a, a very popular side character in the eighties. Oh yeah, because he was also the best friend of John Cusack in Better Off Dead, mm. which is another great eighties film. That's great a, comedy. It's a Grady's film. Grady's. Uh, I I get it. It's from the nineteen Grady's. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Uh, um, this one's we can we can go over this real sure. quick. But uh, I mean, Back to the Future, Biff Tannen. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll start to realize that a lot of the boys that I write are from the fifties or sixties, which is something that's yeah. really funny to me. Well, that's when people were the least tolerant. Yeah, but it's just funny to think that because there's bullies. There's been bullies all the time. Sure. But. My favorite lists happen to be a from lot of them time. from the fifties and sixties. So Biff is obviously he's another one that's he's, he's the ex- most probably the most memorable bully. Probably. Yeah. I would say. Because he becomes part of the Back to the Future equation in yes. every film. Like yes. he has to be part of every sort of timeline that Marty jumps into. Yes. Be it a future version, past version, nineteen fifties, current, all this stuff. And he's an interesting example because he rides the line. He's he's both. So we d- we discussed like the fine line between villain and bully. Yeah. And with Biff, he is he changes so in the first film I would say that he is just the bully because he is not crucial to the plot. Like he, Marty isn't necessarily. Yeah, he's definitely he's an obstacle. Yeah, he's an obstacle, but but he's he, not the main obstacle. No, he isn't the objective, like to defeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but in the second film, he is. Yes, you're right. Because he becomes he becomes the antagonist because it's because of what he's doing that sh- that fucks everything up, and then Marty has to has to fix it. Yeah. So that that's the entire that's the entire plot. Yeah. Whereas in Back to the Future Three, he goes back. To save to, to being well, he goes he goes back to being somewhat ancillary. Yeah, Not, I the, mean, you're right, you're right. Because he, he goes back to being an obstacle rather than the objective. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, because you know, because he. I guess I've never really thought about that. At that, that. point, Marty is trying to just get back. So Biff has a bigger importance in the second film than he does. In I would the say other that's one. when he has his most importance. Not that he isn't a big part of the other two films. He's always an he obstacle. Is. Yes, that's the point. He's always, but it there. becomes the. But he becomes so much more of an obstacle that he becomes the villain. He becomes the plot of the film is to undo what he did. Yeah. So oh, that's wow. so that's where he he kind of changes throughout the films. But I still think that he's one of the most classic 
Oh yeah, examples. If of, you think of, of I think he's the most mainstream bully. Yes, everyone can reference him. I'm gonna marry you someday, Lorraine. Someday <laughs> you'll be my wife. <laughs> uh, he's just uh, he's just the. I thought I told you to put two coats of wax on my car. That's Not why. That's why the second one has some of the best lines in it. Yes, is because of is because of him. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. When his older self that's, corrects that's him, and corrects him. A, it's like it's leave. You yeah. sound like a damn idiot when you say it wrong. <laughs> that, oh, yes. I okay. might have to rewatch that's the time. second one. See, again. that's what. See, we're now we're just regaling and joy of Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, Biff Tannen is, and I almost don't like. I would. I almost, almost didn't want to put him on the list because he. But he's. But he's. He. It's like saying who's the greatest basketball player ever, and you say Michael Jordan, and it's just like yeah, that is okay. so perfect as a comparison. But, it's but you like, have to but, mention yeah, it. Yeah, but it's like, but I'd rather talk about LeBron or Bill yeah, Russell. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to you know. say like this might be a, we don't want I don't have to talk about this for yeah, so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So who's your so we we'll get your that next one. one? So in 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 the vein of you know we're trying to talk about people that kind of ride the ride the line is another person. I put Regina George from Mean Girls. I have her on my list yeah. as well. Um, I think she's a really great example again, because well, why I why I wanted to put her on the list? Um, because, I, actually, because I didn't I realize think, you were going to put her on the list. Yeah, because I, I definitely did. Okay, so so one thing is, and I I feel I don't know if we've talked about Mean Girls quite on the show. I've watched. I before. think we might have once before, but I used to watch that all the time when I was a kid. Yes, and I feel when, like it was a very important film to me. I would say that it is. Um, I always feel weird saying the word seminal. Because it sounds like semen, yeah. <laughs> and so I don't want to. I so, but I also. That's like, not where I thought you were going. Uh, with that. But I want to say that that's maybe a seminal movie for me, because it came out. I want to say in two thousand four. It came out in, uh, or maybe three, but then it uh, two thousand four. Vi- okay, so four. Yeah. Um. So it it came out right in my like high school heyday. I was a junior in high school, and I was friends with uh some girls that were not i I don't want to say that they were exactly like the the cronies of the regina george and mean girls the plastics or whatever they call them yeah it's plastics um they weren't exactly like that like they weren't that kind of like shitty well movies tend to exaggerate exaggerate so maybe that's the best parallel yeah probably anybody from a school can make yeah is Maybe what you're talking but about. But at that time, I feel like, especially around then, they weren't really making movies. I mean, if a Th- movie... That's why it's so Mean Girls is so unique, because it's always the male... Perspective. Perspective on, like, what it... Like, or, that's tradition for males to go through bullies, but, like, why not the... Right, r- why not women? Because yeah. it happens to them, too, and yeah. sometimes it's worse. I would, like I would, it's just, I would say it's le- it's, it's a mental game. Yeah, psychologically, yeah. usually. I mean, but some, I mean, sometimes they fucking hit each other, you know. But I know, it, but, but, it's, but in that movie, but no, it, but it seems, it, did a, great it seems job. a lot more scar- scarring. Yeah, it scars you on the inside. It's yeah. just harder to heal. But yeah. They, but the, and so, but just the very fact that we're having this discussion, yeah, exactly. It, it's, yeah. it lets you know how kind of important that movie was to a generation of people. And maybe to, you know, and, and it seems like such a funny thing because it's a, it's a comedy, you know, it has fucking like Lindsay Lohan in it who's, you know, a mess and, you know, 
people yeah. will, you have your opinion of her. I think that was all like the last good movie she was in. Definitely. I think and, I, and I think a lot of people would agree with that. Uh, right. Go ahead. But but you know, it was made by Tina Fey or she wrote it at least. And, yeah. and like and all then, that stuff. Yeah. And so And then it, it, made, it so turned into a Broadway play. Broadway I maybe I wanna say. Yeah. It turned into a play. Sure. Yeah. And but it had so it had all this this kind of Musical. resonance, even though it started as just this kind of just dumb little comedy. But it just yeah. it meant so much more to people than that. Yeah. I think because it had that perspective that almost at least not very many movies had at the time. Mm. And I think even then it, it was maybe geared more towards women or girls to watch. Yeah. Um, but myself watching it, I saw a lot of the same kind of behavior in like, in even like boys I knew that being shitty to each other. But then I, but it, it reminded me of some of the shitty things that the girls that I was friends with, with did. Yeah. And, and so like it's, it kind of encapsulates a, a portion of my high school experience. I wouldn't say the whole thing. Yeah. But it, it just had a lot of resonance there. But it's interesting to see a character like her that is, she is the villain of the movie, kind of. But the story, I think, is more about Lindsay Lohan's character going through her journey of trying to acclimate to school and to you know cliques and groups of women yeah. and, and things like that and her getting kind of lost along the way mm-hmm. and like herself becoming a bully and kind yeah. of not caring about people and then in the end figuring out so so i wouldn't necessarily i would say that she does count uh as a bully in in that regard yeah and also in a great example of how a bully can just completely be one of like a conniving psychological you know, narcissist sociopath. Yeah. And how completely scary that can be without ever lifting a fist or, you know, you know, cause you have the juxtaposition of someone like Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. And Regina George, this tiny, you know, but they're both damaging in their own ways. Yeah. So, uh, the one thing, one of the downsides, and I realized this as I got older, um, the only downside I had of that film is I thought because that movie really that really hammers in schools having clicks. Yes, because they really hammer that in. Yes, like when they go to the cafeteria right. and they're saying like that's the they blah, point blah. out everyone, and it's a little bit more specific than those are the nerds, those are the jocks. Yeah. It's like those are the Asian gamers or yeah, something. Like yeah, they yeah, have yeah, like yeah. all this they very specific things to it. Yeah, um, which shows that shows um, the period of when of which that movie came out. Right, because there's a little bit more diversity in schools and they, and the point of, of being still creating groups when it doesn't really need to be that way. Right. Which is so damaging. Right. Um, Because that movie made it seem like schools have that and they kind of did. Yeah. So I thought the popular girls of my school were the mean girls. Of course. But as I got older, I realized that they weren't those people. No. So that's the only thing I felt and I'm sure not, maybe not everyone had the same effect that I did, but that movie made me almost fear the popular girls in the sense that maybe they'll be like that. Sure. Um, so you feel like I that mean, was maybe a detriment? Yeah. A I mean, detriment. I love yeah. that movie. Yeah. I guess I was, I guess the best way of saying it is I was more cautious. Sure. Um, because it, you, I mean, everyone has a fear of being made fun of absolutely secretly. Yes. Yeah. Which is the whole point of that movie. Yeah. It's like, is which, there is there a burn book out there? And did they have? I was me trying to remember there, what the name of that know, thing was yeah, called. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, um, I definitely wrote Regina George on this um, yeah. because... I also think one... Oh, go ahead. You know, no, I, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I, I do think, too, that that movie was... A, I don't want to say it was completely ahead of its time, but I think it was the last glimpse of a world oh, yeah. before the internet was so prevalent. Yeah. Like it be, and it has. It elements, might be the last true two thousands film. Yes, it, it like it has elements of internet because I believe they like text each You're other. You're talking about specifically social media. That's what I'm talking. Yeah, about. yeah. Like it, it, it was before that was big. Yeah, because that that added a different element of bullying. Absolutely. Yeah, and so like, and I know that there are movies. There probably are movies out there that do touch on like, cyberbullying cyber yeah. and social media use in yeah. that regard mm-hmm. and all of that. I'm sure there is. I just don't know of it yet or can't think of it or haven't yeah. seen it. But Mean Girls was, because I mean, Mean Girls is in 2004. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Facebook reached high popularity, I think, in 2007 or 2006. Yeah. I think that was when anyone could use well, it. It wasn't uh, just college kids. Yeah, you're and right. so like that sort of, you know, and then it all just the whole, you know, damn broke and everything was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting to see again. So, so Mean Girls to me almost feels like a time capsule. Yeah. And so Regina George yeah. is kind of like. Well, that's yeah. what I was like saying earlier. Like almost any of the high school movies, right? Almost creates a time capsule of that time. Yeah. Even if it's not made from that time. Yeah. Example: right. A Christmas Story not being made in sure. the fifties. I can't remember. Something anyway, like that. Right. you understand the time. Uh, I'm glad you brought up uh, that one because that's a, that's definitely a very unique. A unique one, yeah, because it's not physical, which is a lot of the other ones. It's a sure. mental game, absolutely. And that also led to like what modern bullying was, yes, which is which ended up turning into cyberbullying. Which, right. in my opinion, all bullying is bad. Sure, but if I had to pick which version of bullying was bad, it's probably cyber. Yes, just because it's unknown. Yes, people have more confidence to be even meaner. There's anonymity, and even people that are not bullies. Are bullies right? Yes, because they don't realize that right exactly. And that's another thing that that movie showed is that like so many people can hurt each other. Yeah, e- even you know Regina yeah. Regina was the worst or you know perceived as the worst one. Mm-hmm. But then even Lindsay Lohan's character does a bunch of bad shit, mm-hmm. and she doesn't even kind of realize it. And then you realize her friend, uh, the dark haired girl that's like kind of goth looking, who's who puts, oh yeah, yeah, who yeah puts yeah. her up to exposing Regina. Yeah. is actually kind of shitty too. Oh yeah. Like for what she cuz she's just as conniving and just as, you know, you know. Like yeah. I, I have to figure this out. Like I want to know so much about them and all this shit, like mind your own business kind of thing. Mm. And so it, it it really did like kind of shine the light on like so many people have this shittiness in them. Yeah. And don't even realize it. And it isn't just as cut and dry as the biggest fucking dude the ogre of the group is the bully. Yeah. And he is the one to do it. It's like, no, anyone can do it. Yeah. And everyone has moments of it. Yeah. Mean Girls is like maybe the best movie ever. I don't know. That's I think I, really, I think that's what we've unearthed here. I really like that movie. Is the podcast over? In, uh, yeah. Is this the last episode? Not only just watch it, Mean Girls. The only thing not only is it a deep movie, yeah. It's funny and yes. there's a lot of quotable stuff in it yes like the, she doesn't even go here yeah, yeah. To, to this day Glenn Coco. It's, it's, to this day i hear people say you can't sit with us like yeah. I, I, I hear people say that and like some people probably don't even know i still even think that. about the fetch thing all yeah, the time stop trying to make fetch up yeah that's great yeah and i mean that even shows even more how great tina fey is yes um in my opinion she's a treasure she is uh my next bully 
1986. This yeah, is I think this is my me. last. Yep, uh, is my last 80s um, bully. Is uh, uh, yeah Ball from Chambers. Stand by Me, uh, Ace Merle. Correct. Kiefer is one of the most terrifying uh, bullies of the 80s. He's a scary because he's also one. in The Lost Boys, which mm-hmm. I, I mean, in a sense, is a bully in that one too. Yes, uh, I didn't, but I didn't count that. He's more um, of the villain in that. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, he's kind of the villain in the same about me. Well, yes. But he's not the crux of the film, and we've established that Ace he's an obstacle. is the most terrifying bully on my list, I think. Because he was going to fucking kill him. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he almost like, he mean, almost like puts a, c- a cigarette in the eye, yeah. and he is almost killed a... a, a, a he almost a, killed River Phoenix. Yes. He was going to do it. The other thing is he almost killed a driver when he's playing kind of chicken when yes. he's racing the 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 kids. Yeah, it's a great scene. Um, he's like, I won yeah. after running won. off a truck. And he's drinking a beer. Yeah, and they're playing. He's fucking cool. That was the that was the cool, first though. movie. That was the first movie where I was introduced to the idea of having a bat ready and hitting uh, mailboxes. Ah. I never knew that was a thing until I saw that movie. Yeah. I think they do that in Days and Confused, speaking of. Yeah, they do. I'm pretty sure. Um, I saw Stand By Me before that. Yeah. And he is terrifying. Yes. And you're right. He is very cool. He is so um, cool. The way he dresses is fucking sick. That fucking hair. Yeah. Uh, he also has a very cool button-up uh, short sleeve shirt he wears at the very, very end. That yeah. almost doesn't seem like it belongs in the in the 50s. Yeah. But... It almost looks like it could be worn in the 80s or even now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His is one where he's set up to be so scary by his cronies. I think... Because his cronies think he's terrifying. Yes. That's that's what gives him kind of his steez. Because yeah. like, I think they're afraid to even leave him. Eyeball is scared of him. A yeah. guy named Eyeball is scared of Ace. Yeah. Plus, his name's Ace. Yeah. That's kind of the coolest name. Mm-hmm. You can't really... I mean, I feel like... If you, and he if smokes you, cigarettes. If you had that nickname in earnest, like if the, if that genuinely, like they were like, oh no, he's we call him Ace, and it's for real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you just called somebody Ace right now, like I was, hey Ace, it'd be like, it's a stupid fucking nickname. Yeah. But if a guy earned it, yeah, like I assume he did, to where a guy that's nicknamed Eyeball is like pissing his pants when you look <laughs> at him wrong. Yeah. Yeah, that dude's fucking badass. Like yeah. if your name, if someone just called you Maverick, mm-hmm. you'd be like, mm. but you know the fact that. He earned it. Yeah. The dynamic between ri- uh, River and him. Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Yes, River the, and... And Kiefer. Yeah. Which are two great first names. That scene at the end. Where I forget the name of the kid that holds the pistol at the very, very end. But he says like... like Chris, what you, I think is He says like, what, are you going to shoot me? He's like, or are you going to shoot all of us? What are you going to do, kid? You going to shoot, shoot all, all of us? us? No, Ace. No. Just, just you. you, and that's just and the, it's just yeah. so fucking cool. And it's and it's River Phoenix as like a nine year old kid. Oh, I know. And he delivers that line stone cold. Well, that's like, not it's no, like, it's not River that says that. Yes, it is. No, it's not River. Oh, it's not River. It's not River. It's gorgeous. Because I watched it before we recorded. Fuck, you're right. It's uh, arguably it's maybe go- the it's main Gordy. character. It's fucking uh, yeah, it's, the one that tells the story. It's Will Wheaton. Oh yeah, you're right. Will it's Will Wheaton. Says Will that line. Wheaton. That is... I got him confused. That is a great scene. I've been giving River Phoenix credit for that line for so many years. 
<laughs> but it's Will Wheaton the whole time. It is Will Wheaton. He gets I swear. the gun from River Phoenix. That's why. Yeah, because he brings he it. He has the gun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it is. God, that's a great movie. Yeah, Gordy says it. And then the response that Kiefer has is like, he says some words and then he does a little like head gesture to the gang to like, he doesn't say, yeah. go, let's let's get out of here. He just does a head gesture yeah. that's just like, Ugh. let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah, I know you can't really see what yeah, I'm yeah, doing, yeah. but just picture it's, it's a, uh, a weird head, head nod yeah. that symbolizes, let's get the fuck out of here. But let's look cool doing it because I'm not afraid of a gun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, another another one that's a little, uh, or, or I wanted to debate their role in the pantheon of, of bullies. Yeah. Uh, and we brought this up when we were recording last time, uh, is Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. That's an interesting one because we've been talking a lot about an environment of school. Yes. Or, or school, that school-aged. School People. aged, exactly. Right. This is adulthood. He is someone that thinks he's better. Yes. And he belittles Happy, everyone else. And he and he acts out of being threatened, like you said before. Yeah. So he he's threatened by Happy because he's getting holes in one and he's doing all yeah. this stuff. So you know, his insecurity like feeds into him being shitty to Happy yeah. and bullying him by like playing the prank on him by getting him to go mm-hmm. to the golf course. And, and there's shit. the equation of him having the comeuppance yes. at the very end, right? And all of that. But would you? But does he cross into villain territory? I I would say because, yes because he but he's buys, not the main. He buys the the grandma's house. Happy has to beat. Yeah, there's more than just the. Yeah, Happy has to beat him. Yeah, to win yeah. essentially. The, the crux of the movie. Based on the rules that I have, um, he, might he doesn't count. meet the... the no. bu- I'm not saying that the list I have is... No, we, no the, you equi- made the list. The, I'll, I'm going to read you the list at the very end. We're writing the book. Yeah. Um, but I think... I think. But I do think there is an element of bullying, of bullying yes, in that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah he's definitely man. someone that you can... Because he's, he's childish absolutely. in the sense of that. Yeah. Um, and... There is a sense of there's in in films where there's bullies, the person that's being bullied seems to be the smarter one in the equation, right? right. Um, so he can either you he usually or she usually can be the one that outsmarts the bully, sure. In a, in a sense, in like quick quick wit, yes, because like at the party. Um, Actually, I'm trying to th- remember scenes from Happy Gilmore. I know there's scenes where Adam Sandler what he's talking is about. way it has the best comebacks. Well, he says, "I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast." You and eat then pieces he, of you shit. eat pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's one of the best. That's one of the best comebacks in mm. maybe movie history. I, yeah, I think. Um, so, so no, you're exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So happy, happy is above him in that regard, and then also in his kind of like laissez-faire attitude like he doesn't really give a fuck about it but he has this natural ability and so shooters you know worked his whole life to you know do all this shit and he cares about it so much and this guy's coming in and kind of wrecking it so yeah so i think for that he he deserves at least a mention and and a little bit of discussion but i do yeah i don't think he necessarily counts as a bully yeah so this one i know you know um and this this one is one of my favorites not only because it's from one of my favorite movies ever but because I think it, I think he fits our criteria perfectly. And I was looking at some of the lists, you know, of other people's, you know, 
thoughts on this. And I never saw him come up once, although I think he's a slam dunk example of it. And I think it's Troy from the Goonies. Oh, shit. Yeah. I never saw that. I, I probably looked at like two or three lists or like top tens on whatever fucking, you know, BuzzFeed thing that they Goonies! had. Goonies! Andy! You Goonies! Yeah, like he's got... That's, yeah. I totally forgot about him. Yeah. And I mean, he, he fits... Because he fits the... He fits it all. He fits it all. It, it Even perfectly. though he's he's probably the smallest... Out of all the movies we've talked about, he's his the role, smallest aspect. Yeah, his role is very small. Um, but he's called back oh, he, to... Oh, I guess Scott Farkas would be the other one. Probably. Yeah. But he's called back to several times. Like, he's, yes. he's involved in four to five scenes. Yeah. And in the beginning, uh, obviously, he comes out of the gate being a dickhead. Later, he's called back to... You know him being on the toilet at the country club, which is hilarious. Yeah. So he like so he he wait. gets his comeuppance a couple times, so to speak. Wait, 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 wait. Literally, quite literally, water shoots out of the toilet. But that's him. Yes, that's Troy. I feel embarrassed that I didn't catch on, but now that I'm picturing it, do I you can... feel as embarrassed as me confusing Will Wheaton for River Phoenix from no. Stand by Me? Because I'm still obviously bent bu- out of shape about it. Because that's a that's a pretty I love that scene because they're like shaking the pipes and yeah, stuff and it's, yeah. And pipes are moving in a direction that you didn't think they would do if they were the guy f- trying freely. to to drink out of the water fountain. It's just going up. It's going up. Yeah, some some hijinks there. Those are some classic visual gags. Um, from a oh, that's, that blows film. my mind. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he's a he's a great. Yeah, I would now but knowing he, that that's he, him. He hits, yeah, that would be hits, a comeuppance. He hits all the check marks. Like yep. if he was out of the film, it, the the plot would remain the same. Oh yeah, yeah. So he is he's just an, to the plot. he's just an added element. He's just an added thing. Something that uh, supposedly an 80s film has to have. But he is the device that truly kind of brings the kids together. I guess if we were to make an equation well of an of a 80s kids movie, yeah. There has to be a little bit of a bully in it. But and he's, and he fits, he's, that, he, he fits well. that mold. Wow, that, I, I didn't even think hey, about Troy, him. What'd you wish for? We should make it with Andy. <laughs> it's just like just all that right shit. Back up. like, what? Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. And I couldn't believe that I didn't find him on more lists. Because yeah. to me, yeah, just that, Andy, you <laughs> goodie. Like I don't think you see him so, more until the very, very the end. The very end. So. Oh, because his dad Come is on, awesome. Walsh. Just sign the papers already, because his that's dad's exactly like, the guy yeah. who's trying to. Because the parents have their own bully, which is yes. him. Ooh, yeah. um, this was a big Disney Channel movie. Uh, Probably don't know Max Keeble's Big Move, which came out in two thousand one. Yeah, there's a character called Troy McGinty. Yeah, and his theme of his character was he would always come into the school. And he had like a leather jacket on, just like any evil bully, bully might have. Of course they have that. But he had a white t-shirt with a person's name on it. And everyone would wait to see what his name what name was on that t-shirt, because that was the kid he was bullying that day. Jesus Christ. So that was that movie. That's fucked up. Yeah. I um, feel like administration should have caught on to that. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, there's that's evidence very, of all these very shirts. very irresponsible. I know. And the amount of white shirts that he owned <laughs> that just yeah. has like kids' names on it. Yeah. The time and money involved in that. I know. I know, but what, the thing what is, what did his parents think? There's no way oh, he I came know. up with that kind of scratch. Um, but there's this funny that kind his, of bread. The funny thing about him is his comeuppance is they, the main characters play like a psychological game with him because okay. they know that he has a, a fear of this uh, TV show character or clown 
Yeah. Um, it's like something giggles or something. I, sure. It doesn't matter. Just play off a of bozo, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and they they play the music. There's a scene where he opens his locker, yeah. and the music, his the the clown or whatever kid's character starts playing, and he like starts freaking out and closes the locker, and he opens it up and it starts playing again, and they keep playing this mind game, and they get him so crazy because he's afraid of this cartoon character. Yeah, that he goes into therapy. And it's like an ongoing wow. joke in the movie. So that's like his comeuppance in that movie. Um, so now would you argue that that's them becoming the bullies of him at that point? Or did he... he probably, yeah, he's pretty evil. Well, he was he pretty evil. He deserves it, though, I think, a little yeah. bit. I no, mean, no, he definitely did. He deserves um, a little psychological harm. But that kid eventually went on to... Um, <laughs> another movie from my childhood is Agent Cody Banks, which he was a bully in that one, too, which is a Frank... Frankie Muniz movie. Oh, the classic Frankie Muniz. Movie. Um, and the more recently he did, he was the voice of Michelangelo in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle live action film. With oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Then. Yeah, yeah. Um, redhead. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, I which I never knew he was the voice. Yeah. Um, I guess there was a lot of unique voices in that movie because I guess um, the guy who plays Thad, yeah, from Blue it, Mountain State, Blue Mountain State plays one of them. He's right, Leonardo, I think. I think. Yeah, yeah. Which he's kind of a good version of a bully too. Oh, you're right. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. He he kind of. No, he, I think he is. Yeah, he sort of is. He, fit, he, he's he fits big, the mold. He's really big on hazing. Yeah, but then he kind of becomes his own character, and you kind of love him. Oh yeah, yeah after yeah. a while. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, he's he's fucking great. But I created a list of what seems to be the pattern. So we've re we've rewritten the list of what makes a bully. Yeah. So I'm going to read them off to you, and this, let's this see if we can we've create come a, up with. Yeah. So a united fear of a of a person, a very specific person. Like yes. everyone understands that that person is feared. Yes. So every movie almost basically has that element in it. They're notorious. They're notorious and that anytime they see them, they know they don't want to make eye contact or they got to get out of the hallway. Right. Um, I can't really see anyone in this list that probably doesn't fit that mold. Right. Hazing is an element of tradition. Like everyone understands that to be part of the school or be a part of this environment. Yeah. That... That is a normal thing that you have to go through. Their behavior is somewhat slightly supported, yeah. even if it's looked oh, down it, upon. Yeah, it's like it's it's part of the norm. Right. Yeah. Like there's probably nothing changing it. Right. Um, everyone's afraid to even change the, the element of it. So ha- hazing is an element of tradition. So um, the person gets uh, is very sadistic or has joy of causing pain. Mm-hmm. Has a gang or a partner... Cronies. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Usually no one acts alone. The only one is probably uh, from Max Keeble's big move. That's the only one I can think of. The t-shirt guy. The t-shirt guy. Although his mom's probably helping him iron on those names on that shirt. (laughs) I'm telling you, this kid did not just have that We could say that he's the crony, yeah. yeah. Um, They believe that they're the higher power. And when somebody challenges that in yeah. some way, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So they 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 already have an element that they're the the top of the food chain, right? Uh, I was like thinking like top Tro- of the food Troy chain. is jealous of Brands flirting with Andy, yeah, and so he has to hold his hand onto the car and shoot him off of the side of the mountain. Yes, 
Exactly. Yeah. Not used to being embarrassed. Yes. Yes, that's a big one because you almost all the movies has an element where they're being belittled. Yeah. And they, and they are flip they, out. Yeah, and they, yeah. that's something that they are they they are caught by surprise. They're unraveled. By. Yeah, like no one's ever seen that person embarrassed. Right. That shows a weakness. They don't take it in stride. Usually has a has a element where they're they feel threatened, which is different from the embarrassing thing because that makes them look weak. Yes. But in the threatened element is that if you step their position past power. my yeah, you're in my bubble yeah. now. Right. You are going to be. The center of my attention from now on. Yeah, because you've you've kind of thought you could be higher than me, yeah. but I'm, I'm going to make sure. Attention yeah. taken away from them. So feels threatened. Not usually the most educated, but that's not an important aspect of them. Right. But whoever's bullied is usually the smarter person, True. or True. and has empathy. True. Yeah. So that's uh that's another thing. Um, I wrote down sometimes not the main focus of the film doesn't have to be. The main antagonist. Right. Yeah. Um, characters are forced into the same environment. We kind of talked about that. Like, it doesn't have to be a school. They're usually but a it could part be of a, an obligated environment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's a, that's a better way of putting it. Yeah. Um, and then, very last thing I had write, written down was, um, def- usually at the very end, they get their comeuppance. Yes. There's usually... I don't think I can think of any movie that has a bully that there's not some sort of redemption that they just get away with it. But yeah. What do you think of that list? That seems like, I think that's very comprehensive. And, um, that's the Bible of a movie bully. That is. Yeah. Um, so if it doesn't focus that, there it is. There they are. The best bullies. We figured it out, or at least we think we did. We hit all the bases. We hit Scott Farkas, Biff Tannen, Ace from Stand By Me. I can't remember who else. Ace is the scariest Ace man. Is, Ace is the place with the scariest face in the world. <laughs> um, yeah. Shush, shush. Good old, good old uh, Matt. Whatever his last name was, Matt Wilson. Uh, Matt Bullyface. Matt Bullyface Wilson. Troy from the Goonies. We we got it all. We got it all there. You goodies, Andy. Well, if you guys have any bullies of your own that you want to tell us about, I mean, movie bullies. It shouldn't just be a regular bully because we don't know. <laughs> Steve you, from down the street. <laughs> yeah, you know, I knew a bully once. It's like, no, not that. We mean like a movie bully. If you have a movie bully that you want to yell at us about, get at us at Rewrites Podcast on Instagram or email us at heyrewritethis at gmail.com. Let us know. And also, give us a review on the podcast app or iTunes or whatever it is, and tell a friend about the show. Share an episode with them. Be like, hey, this one's pretty good. It's about bullies. You know, everybody likes Biff Tannen. So do that. And uh, we thank you guys for listening. Once again, I've been Nathan. And I've been Jacob. Make like a tree and get out of here. See you later. So come on down to Ray Robson. Hell, what are you 